Well, hello, hello, hello again, everybody out there in podcast radio land listening throughout the universe and throughout the microcosms and megacosms that is podcast world. Again, this is the Backwards Fools coming to you at the base of Ignorant Ridge in Vicodin Valley, right smack dab in the middle there of the Fools Forest, as always, is the original Fool, and coming to you with me again for most of the cases have been Papa Fool at the same exact time. So guys, again, trying to cover through a bunch of different stuff this week, got a lot of different things that we just wanted to kind of look at, uh, one or two things that we wanted to kind of hit on, as always, you know, try to keep your mind off of some of the other craziness and things that are happening uh, outside of our control and different things we just wanted to kind of chat with. And so some of the major stories this week, uh, unfortunately, coming from the sports world is just some stuff that, I'll be perfectly honest, is not the reason why we started this in the first place. We didn't want to get into some heavy discussions and things like that. Although there could be some things that have happened in the last week that may have to deal with some of our changes uh, for some of the uh, games as far as team camaraderie and different things like that that yeah. have happened. But we're, like I said... We're not here to talk about all different kinds of politics and different kinds of things and Lord knows whatever else is happening at this particular point in time. So this week we wanted to kind of look at uh, probably the story that's you know somewhat flown under the radar because of different things that are going to happen. Um, we'll talk about a big one next week with the uh, NBA coming to Disney World, which yep. is going to be in our world house. We're probably going to break that down just a little bit. But the one that's gone under the radar because they can't really seem to get any traction. They're kind of like tires uh, putting kitty litter in a mud pit trying to figure out how to catch some traction uh, as far as all this stuff. Um, we're going to look at the Major League Baseball non-existence of a future right now, at least at this particular well, point in time. And, and you know what's funny to me about this, we talked a little bit about this before we started the podcast, but what's funny to me about this is of all the sports that they talked about initially, this, this was, was the a, one. This, this is the one that they said was going to be. Oh, yeah. it'll be starting. It'll be the first one it'll to come back. First one to start. Memorial Day. That's yeah, when it'll be, be the back. first one to start, yeah, and, and they'll probably play a, a full season. Yeah. And, you know, there might be some little changes here and there, and the, they won't quite be as ready as they would be if they had a full spring practice. Blah 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 blah. And now. It's just like you said, they seem to be trailing the pack behind everybody. Yeah, this this was the league that was supposed to be a lock as far as all that. So we're going to jump into that. Uh, and then as always, guys, we're going to, well, I shouldn't say always, but at least the last month or so, uh, we've been trying to just hit up some Disney Chronicles and stories and rides and things that we've done. For some reason, we've had plenty of time to do that. Yeah, I know. And it's, <laughs> like I said, if we've had more stories and things that we could probably talk about, we probably would, but we enjoy talking about it. And we got a lot of different things we like to discuss and a lot of new things that are happening. So, again, uh, we're going to look at the MLB and its lack of movement to start up its league this year and then just go through the different Disney Chronicles and stories of rides and what we think and our takes on them and different interesting things we've seen and that have happened with all this stuff. So, like we said, the first one, guys, right now was supposed to be a lock. It was supposed to be back. Uh, I mean, it didn't even start. Like, let's put it this way. It didn't start. MLB was supposed to be back. And one of the things we talked about at least earlier was um, – this whole thing with MLB in an earlier episode about minor league baseball and all this. So that's really not even a topic of discussion anymore. I don't anymore. think you're going to see any Nothing, minor none league. None of that. I don't, I don't think triple, I don't think at any level are you going to see minor league baseball. Well, they said triple A is by far the only one that they may bring back, but I think the discussions have, dra- have dragged on so much that, 
you know, at this point, who knows. But anyways, here's the situation, guys, is where we're at this week uh, when we've been talking about this. You know, the original concept behind this was trying to figure out where the whole thing was going to go, what was going to happen, what was basically not going to happen, how many games were going to be played. And so just to kind of break this down, because we've only got so much, we're not going to be on here for hours on hours. We're not trying to fill four hours of programming or content. But the basic idea behind this was, number one, was the safety measures. Was the league going to get along with the union? Was the union going to get along with the league back and forth? So the original idea that everybody agreed upon, and everybody thought this is why it would go so fast, was back in March that the union, the, the Players Association, a.k.a. the union and the owners agreed that whatever they do, however many games they get, they're going to get prorated. Meaning, whatever games they play, there's not going to be any cut, any salary, anything like that. But the way you cut a salary is how many games are going to be played. This is basically the sticking point that has gone back and forth throughout all these different kinds of things. And one of the things that everybody came out in April and May and got real, you know, heard about was this idea of safety and all these measures. Look, the MLB, it's not as good a standing as the NFL or some of these other leagues because the MLB, to be honest, has gone down over the last couple of years for a lot of different reasons. We talked about the baseball stuff the actual physical baseball changes that they made to the materials and all these different things that kind of left them falling behind. But they did agree that, okay, we're going to prorate, meaning we're going to pay you for every many games. And so the original idea that came back was this basic concept towards the end of May was that the, well, at least in the middle of May, was the players won 162 games. And Literally, the owner said, you've lost your ever-loving mind because we can't afford to pay that. Then we'd have to cut uh, front office staff. We'd have to do all this. Because if you're going to pay these salaries, you're not going to have as many fans in the stands. They basically said, look, well, be realistic about this. And that's where it kind of kicked off for a lot of different people. Because you're not going to have the ticket revenues. You're not. Yeah, well, have you've got to have a balance there. You could play 162 games, but if there's – that's 81 home games – and if your stands are yeah, yeah five or six thousand people in the stands, isn't going to cut it uh, for all the teams. I guess the upside to that would be they are thinking TV revenue. I, I don't know where all that factors into all this. Well, actually, there's a couple stories I've seen about advertisers and things are starting to leave, which is yeah. going to get real. And, 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 and that's the thing. I mean, the the economy of scale with baseball is so large because of the number of games you have you start cutting out and at this point we're dragging on we're dragging on here it is it's june where they should be well into the season there's no way obviously they're going to play 162 games at this point and 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 we know the 114 game thing was thrown out so that was again at the end of may the league, the union, basically said, let's do 114. And the owners kind of scoffed at that again. And here's the deal. And let's just be honest because this is the thing. And this is just our opinion on this deal. You know, this is one of those uh, where Major League Baseball should have been, like they said, should have been a given. Everybody thought because it's a low it's a low contact sport. It has no issue. I mean, it's still a safety thing. If you got enough people around, you got to get that tested. But it's not nearly as treacherous as football or wrestling or any kind of lacrosse or competitive cheerleading, the things that people have labeled as high, you know, contact yeah. sports and hockey falls into that category, all those. So this shouldn't be that big of an issue. Now, where it becomes is what is the issue as far as are we getting overly greedy because the more games, the more money the players are going to get paid. You know, I 
if you got the thing where the owners have literally agreed to pay you, because if you didn't know this, guys, if you didn't know this, when players get paid, and this is true through pretty much all major league sports, they don't get paid in lump sums up front unless you get like a guaranteed contract and you get a signing bonus. You get paid per game. You get literally a paycheck. NFL gets 16 pay right. players get 16 paychecks, one per week. MLB basically gets a weekly paycheck. So you get paid however many games you played that week. So if you're not playing games, you're not getting added on to that. And it's basically goods and services, basic things. So to me, I think the players a little bit are just – I just don't understand it. You know, I know well, I'm not going to make half the money that I made. Well, guess what? Guess what? There are a lot of people out here that yeah. aren't going to be and, making and, and, a quarter of what they're making. And let's get let's get real. Salaries. I mean, they're, they're concerned. Obviously, some of these people are living high on the hog, a very high lifestyle. Uh, you, you, you cut your salary in half, which at this point I, – I, I was telling you, we did some last-minute research to see if anything new. It's still kind of a stalemate, but there's talks going on behind the scenes. They've gone as low as a 42-game schedule suggestion, yeah. and then we've seen an 81-game, which would be half, uh, suggestion. Best-case scenario I see at this point, unless somehow they do a 180, is that's probably going to be in that sweet spot where it lands. So these guys are going to get about half a paycheck, half half a the, year's salary, salary yeah. which for most of these guys is still a whole, whole lot of money. Millions, millions, millions of dollars. And if they're smart, they'll maybe be able to leverage something about. And here's the thing, and this is what, and I, and I understand they're you know, high-caliber athletes and everything else, but, I mean, and this is the deal, and I think they're going to end up, I think the Players Association is going to end up getting the raw into this from a media perspective because, you know, the owners have pretty much said we're losing money on this, and that's what's going to happen. Um, you're still getting paid players. I mean, you're still getting paid. Yes, you don't play nearly as long, but guess what? Per game, you're getting paid the exact same amount as you would if you played 162 games schedule. You're literally getting paid the exact same amount per game, and 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 there aren't very many there aren't very many jobs in this country yeah. that you can get paid the same amount per day if and you're working half of what you do. Let's think about this from from a standpoint of of the individual athlete. It's not going to be as hard on them. Uh, they're they're actually going to be. They're, they're not traveling because not traveling. this they're is one of the things they said as much. Uh, they're so, not going to get fatigued as much. Well, I mean, it's hard to say because it just depends on how many games they're going. We don't, and that's the other thing. We yeah. don't know about the fatigue factor. Yeah. They may be playing double headers for five well, days that, in a row. Yeah, see, and if that, that's the that, case, that, then you're going to get in a lot of that, other issues that, as that. well. But it basically boils down to the point now. We've gotten to the point where this should have been an easy grand slam can of corn, whatever baseball term you want to use. Yeah. To basically say, hey, and now it's basically come down to the point of, all right, we're going to throw 114 out. And it's basically haggling. And this yeah. haggling should have been, bartering should have been done in April or May. If they don't get something done, in my opinion, if they don't get something done. By July. I'd say even before that. Well, I mean, you've got to have time to prep. You've well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. But you've got to have an agreement before July. Yes, which means, like you said, you got to give them. They're they're saying a minimum of two weeks, which I I, I can see that baseball baseball. There's a lot more technically that you could pitchers and catchers and all that stuff. I, I can see that, 
But if they don't, I mean, if we're staring down the barrel, I'd say by if they don't have something done by by the end of next week, yeah, middle of June, they're they're really going to just well because be, they're still trying to figure out how to finish in October. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not extended, and you right. honestly can't because if you're planning in November and December. I mean, but unless they keep the places in Florida, Arizona, they might be able to. A lot of stuff's going to fall out. I just think it's a little absurd um, to be basically getting to a point where... Hey, I got an idea. What's up? Let them come play some games in minor league parks. Yeah, I mean, and that's... And from a travel standpoint, think about that. Yeah. You could do that, but it wouldn't be hard. That's never going to happen from the owner's perspective because then you're losing on all that. I'm just just saying. The owners basically make their money when you come through the gates of those facilities, and that's where it's all sitting. And that's... It's not going to be... And, guys, here's the honest to goodness. It's not, and the majority of this for most of these professional leagues is not doing what is always best for the consumer or the public. It's the best for the people that are in the trenches of their leagues, and we and I get that, and that makes perfect sense. But at some point, I think some of these people just need to cry it out, sit in the room with their big boy pants on, and say, hey, we went 114, you went 82, meet somewhere here in the middle at 100, or something like that. I mean, just just. Well, and, and 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 you know as well as I do that I'd be willing to bet that seventy five percent of the players. Oh yeah. Would be happy. Happy, happy. to yeah. do one hundred fourteen, uh, eighty two, whatever. Yeah, and, and so that's where again you get the small percentages of guys that are out right. there speaking. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Saying, I can't. With, I can't make my extra. The ones with the grandiose contracts yeah. that are just that have ridiculous. most obscene yeah. contracts in the history of baseball, where I said I can't make an extra thirty million dollars. Well, okay, you may have to sell off some of your top end vehicles and not have the ten bedroom mansion and not have to have everything else. Or you, two ten or bedroom, two bedroom, mansions. bedroom mansions. And so that's where I think the reality of some of the other things that are happening gets lost yeah. in the shuffle. And that's where you lose viewerships. And that's where, and let's put it, be honest, Major League Baseball fans, if you're listening to this, you're not the most popular sport. Is it America's pastime? Yes, but it's not even near the most popular sport anymore. And if you keep this up, if you strike, and if you don't have a season, you're going to lose a lot more fans in the in the long run as well. So you may even be staring at a further Big economic impact. So and that, that and that going down a rabbit trail related to that, we mentioned the minor leagues earlier. What they were trying to do with all them, and who knows what's going to happen with that. Now. I don't think they're going to touch those this year. I think that's yeah, just forgotten. But, but but that was just nonsense too. I mean, you're wanting the the sport to grow, and the, and you take you take those venues away from from middle yeah. America, small town. I think that was a stupid idea. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just one of those things that, again, it's just, that was the thing that I read this week and we looked at this week and I was just like, that's just absurd. Like, you've gone to this point where you've been negotiating for two, three months, figure something out. Yeah. Suck it up. Both sides are going to lose money. You're going to have to accept it. Yeah. You're going to lose money. Well, guess what? Pretty much majority of people in this country have lost money. They ought to be happy there's money out there to pay them. Exactly. So <laughs> that's our take on it, guys. You don't like it. Like, well, they should be getting paid for what they're, uh, what they're, you know, what the market dictates. Well, guess what? They still are because they're going to get paid the same amount yeah. for each game regardless. 
If there was no issue with COVID or anything else, they're getting paid the exact same amount per game. It's the now. It's the question of how many games do you get. So I have no sympathy as far as that stuff goes. Well, it's like the most of America. Most America gets paid by the hour. If they don't work, they don't get paid. Exactly. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see how it kind of washes out. But that's just our take, guys, on that stuff and the union negotiating or non-negotiating. It's basically been going down for Lord on what uh, April, May, three months, two and a half, three months. Really, now. ever since. So who knows? March when all this nonsense but, started. So all right, we're gonna kind of jump back into our Disney Chronicles guys and going through all the rides, and we're still at Walt Disney World. Uh, at this point, we had the uh, story of It's a Small World last week, and our backstory as far as all those different kinds of things that basically happened at this particular point. So again, guys. We're just basically going through, and we still haven't gotten through opening day, so maybe we'll try to get through opening day. <laughs> well, there's some hot rides in this thing. Yeah, I mean, for some stories and stuff that we've just had as far as all these different kinds of things that go into it uh, as far as that stuff. So we've gotten to the point where we're at Disney World still. We're going through opening day, and we're gone through It's a Small World. We're still doing alphabetical because that's just the easiest way we found it. And now we're up to the Jungle Cruise. Uh, you know, in my opinion, this is one of those rides uh, and unfortunately, it's become just the issue of what it is. I would do it every single time if it's available. I think it's a must-to every single time. But as you'll find out with us, we're not willing to waste two hours of our life to basically well, sit still and do this. But I think the Jungle Cruise is definitely one of those. If it's 30 minutes or under, I mean, I'm all in. Oh, Let's I, go ahead and, and wait It's, and it's do a it. must-do. If, if you're only going to get to go to Disney once, you got to do the Jungle Cruise. Absolutely. And then one of the things that I've found interesting, at least for one time, when we went, uh, and I don't think we'll ever do this again, but we went to uh, the original full here and the, you know, the other half went during 4th of July one time. It was about 9 or 10 at night, and if you've never been 4th of July, if you've never been New Year's Eve, it's a pretty cool experience with the fireworks. We saw the fireworks, fireworks went off, and then all of a sudden we noticed some rides were still open as it was shutting down, so we're kind of leaving, and we jump on the Jungle Cruise, and the guy, literally the skipper, looks at us all and says, guys, I've been doing this for 11 hours today. Do you guys want the regular spill, or do you want the behind-the-scenes spill? And if you didn't know this, the Jungle Cruise is actually in Walt Disney World, the only ride that has a hidden Minnie Mouse. And we learned literally so much about that ride on the Jungle Cruise. And we've seen it uh, go through a lot of different changes. But there's a lot of different changes as far as the actual animatronics, the different kinds of things uh, that went down for everything else, uh, different kinds of changes in the audio animatronics, different additions, different takeaways. Uh, and I think probably... You know, the gun firing and the water I, shooting I, and things like that. And I, I, it was interesting because this is one of those that I know growing up and seeing film of the original Jungle Cruise at Walt and Disneyland Land, yeah. and what it is now. It, the, the take of the ride has changed over the years. It was a serious ride where you were actually going down the Nile, going through Africa. The, the skippers didn't make lots of uh, funny comments. It was all serious. When you got to the hippo pool, the skipper actually took his gun out and shot at the hippos. Yeah. Now that's changed. What I didn't know was in Disneyland, 
they used a real Colt 45 right. with blanks in it. Right, and we'll get, to, like I said, the Disneyland stuff as well, but it's just crazy. Uh, but, but, and that, stuff, that yeah. uh, uh, one of the pieces of trivia I saw was that uh, there have been some famous skippers on the boats. Yeah. Kevin Costner was a, yeah, a one time, Jungle yeah. Cruise skipper. Well, that was at Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, so, again, but, we'll, but, like uh, I said. No, but... Uh, Really, somewhere around 1995 is when the spiel started to change, and they and they got more humorous with everything. You also mentioned something about the Fourth of July thing. If you ever get the opportunity to ride it at night, yeah, riding at night, riding a at whole night. different perspective. There's a, there's a couple of rides in here, guys, that we're going to get to that I think, without a doubt, is but, but Jungle Cruise is one of the iconics. Uh, some people say it doesn't hold up as far as animatronics and things uh, like I, that. I, I, but I think the theming and everything else is, is just incredible. And, uh, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. And so the next one here that's on the list is the Mad Tea Party, another original. You know, uh, that's one of those where, you know, you got to do it if you got the little ones and stuff like that. But it's definitely a one and done, in my opinion. And the other thing about that that people don't realize, because you see all these things, and, and if you haven't, we've told you guys this before, we're not exactly... On the scale of, you know, average American, we are above average size Americans. Yeah. Uh, meaning we're not like obese and can't walk, but we're big guys and we're big dudes. And getting in that thing now that people don't realize is basically a giant metal cylinder there in the middle. And we can't, I can't squeeze into that thing with my knees jamming into it. And well, then you just crank yourself you into a point. Aluminum yeah, wheel middle, in, the in the middle that literally you crank until your shoulders fall off. In case, and, and in case... This is listed as the bad tea party, but everybody refers to it as the teacups. Teacups. It's yeah. the teacups. And in that's case what you it didn't is. know what we were and talking about. And you can make yourself ungodly nauseous oh, if you uh, want to. You want to turn that wheel fast if as you, you can want to turn, turn it? it you fast can you do really it. Can. And it's There's no limit or governor on that and, thing. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, where yeah. you jump back off and it's smack dab in the middle of the asphalt, too, and you're nauseous and yeah. sick and hot. It's 119 it's degrees. Yeah, it's not going to end well for you. And so the next one was just the different changes in parades and stuff. And there's actually changes in parades we're going to uh, get parades, to in fireworks yeah. and stuff. But here's the one thing I think we told you guys this before about the fireworks at the Magic Kingdom. Um, we mentioned one before, but the two spots, if you ever watch the nighttime fireworks at the end, if you want to be up front, by all means, do the fast pass thing they got now, get in their little uh, turfed out areas and the yep. little uh, center wheel Lawn, section, whatever they, call, whatever they call it, where you can do that, which is awesome to do it once. But then if you don't want to be crammed in like sardines, especially right now with all this craziness, the Polynesian Resort on their... Um, on their property and on their beach is phenomenal. The other one, a little hard to get up to, but you can sneak into it if you want, as long as you act like you know what you're doing. The top of the uh, contemporary at the California Grill, yeah. at the top of that where... I think if, if they're not totally crowded, they'll let you, you tell them you want to go up there to have drinks. And if you didn't know that, guys, because we'll get into it, if you want to go to the California Grill, you got to go to the second floor of the contemporary and it has its own elevator, right. and you have to have a reservation or... Like we just said, you can ask, or if you wanted to really sneak in, you go up into the middle, into the lobby, and then you go up to the second floor and walk up the steps. Right. All the emergency yeah. steps all the way up to yeah. the top, but that's going to be about nine floors of walking, yeah, and then there's and another that, door that doesn't it, guarantee it. It just you. depends on how busy they are. Yeah. So that's one of those things where you've got that and everything else that goes along with it. And then you've got uh, the next one here was the Main Street Vehicles. You know, we've seen a bunch of stuff, and I think we've only ridden them one or two times, and they're really cool. But we saw one time-lapse video yeah. where one of, yeah, them, yeah. one of them took from the front of the park to get to... <laughs> 
to get to the actual Disney World Magic Kingdom Cinderella Castle. So I don't even know. It's it's like two tenths of a mile. It's not that far. It takes probably five minutes to walk. It took forty five minutes and change for one of those Main Street vehicles to go all the way up Main Street to the front of the castle. That is absurd. Um, that is a little bit ridiculous to kill 45 minutes to just sit there and listen to the guy honk his horn and everybody cutting in front of it. Uh, definitely not something that I would recommend as far as all that stuff goes. Um, and then the next one right here, this has been rated one of the top rides by a lot of different people, Peter Pan's Flight, just because of the riding and the animatronics and the machinery that goes into it with you riding up top. Yeah, yeah. With the up top overhead basically... You know, um, you know, chain chain system that goes and, through, and a lot of homage there to the old dark rides and all the theme parks. I'm sure Walt took that idea because you use black lights. You've got a lot of it's it's what they call a dark ride, and a lot of uh, a lot of black lights and a lot of retro looking stuff. But I mean, that's the way it was. That's the way it was originally done. Uh, it's a classic. I think that's one. If you, if you, that's one that. That's uh, one you should ride. Well, the problem, you, the problem with that is, it's like it's one of those that's about three hours long. So I think if you yeah. want, if you want your little, that one, would be one you want to get the top tier fast do, pass do the, plus. Do, do the, the fast pass yeah, as you can, absolutely for all that kind of stuff. And it's definitely a cool ride if you've you know done it once or twice. It's still cool to be riding up over the top of everything, and it's great for kids as most of this Disney stuff is. Uh, the next one on the list is the Prince Charming Regal Carousel. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Uh, the carousel. It's a carousel. It's a carousel. It guys. may still be called that. I mean, it might be, but I, I doubt it. But it's still it's carousel. You know, it's great. It goes up and down. It's a great way to kill a couple minutes if you want to. Uh, but we try to live under the thing that great, my great, and then Papa Fool's grandfather fool. Great grandfather fool used to say, "Why would I go on vacation and to go do something I could do at home?" Exactly. So that's one of those. If you've got a local place that has a carousel, yeah. uh, that, that I wouldn't recommend. Basically, forking over hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to go do that. Uh, the next one, Snow White's Scary Adventure. Uh, this is one of those that you know it, it's a, it's good. Uh, it's been kind of overtaken and done in different ways, shapes, and forms now, and really doesn't have too much of an issue there uh, as far as what actually went happened to it. Uh, so it went bye bye a long time ago, 2012. Yeah, it was okay. I, I didn't I didn't lose anything over well, it. Well, and, and and then what happened is you have Seven Dwarfs Mine Train showed up and scary. It, yeah, it, was. it was pretty scary. Yeah, it, it, for, for, it, it for bothered kids. It bothered some folks as far as all this. And here's the next one, uh, the one that was still there, Swiss Family Treehouse. Uh, the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse that is still there to this very day. Um, I definitely, you know, don't mind it. It's, it's a pretty good 10, 15-minute thing to just let kids go run around. I, I would do it if you're over there waiting for pirates or something like that. If you got a kid that wants to run around and he wants to just basically got some downtime and they don't want to chill and you can't let them go ahead. I mean, it's yeah, no way. It, just got to be it's able to well go. done. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know that there was a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, this, the, if you've seen the movie and you go see this, it's kind of cool. Uh, you know, is it a must do? I'm not going to say it's a must do. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's a must-do either. I just think it's one of those that... But I think if you're over there, it's like you said, if you're over there and you've got time, 
and uh, you're in between fast passes or in between restaurant, you know, reservations and stuff like that, it'd be worth doing. Yeah, and so the next one that's on the list is the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, which I don't even remember all the names it's gone through in the years. You remember it was like Cartopia at one point? Auto to Autopia. 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 Yeah. Um, and then it paid homage uh, for a little while. It was uh, they had a tie-in with Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, as far and I don't remember what they called it at that time. So it's, depending on who was sponsoring. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of those where you know if you've got a little one and he loves cars and he loves that and you know and he wants to drive, it's definitely a must. Uh, there is nothing else like it being. And here's my problem with it. And hopefully they're trying to fix it right now as they're building Tron construction stuff. They need to fix the queuing because the queuing is 100% out in the open. It's, it's awful. And it's god-awful. And then there's nothing like that wonderful smell of the burning octane that is the gasoline yeah. up there with the asphalt and the hot bodies in the Florida sun. Of course, some people love that. And some people love it, and that's fine. Get a contact, whatever you want off of it and everything else, which is okay. And, of course, this is, this is one of those rides. It's another one that was at Disneyland uh, that yeah. they brought... What's funny, and, and once we're talking about Disney World, but the funny thing about this Disneyland, I saw some footage not long ago from opening day in the first year. Uh, if you know the way it's set up now, though, there, you drive the car, but it's limited by a track in the middle. You bounce back and forth, left and right, but you can actually you, you'd accelerate and you can steer within reason. Yeah, but. When it originally opened, oh God, there, it there, was, there was no track. There was you could just you, you, it was yeah. like a go kart, and, 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 and you're letting kids drive that that, that had that, no clue, hey, you know, full and speed. So yeah, there were people having to push cars around, running out there. They a lot had of people cast got members hurt. That had, yeah, a lot so of people got it's hurt. funny if you ever get a chance, go out there and Google that and watch that, and yep. you're thinking, how crazy was that? They figured that out pretty quick. Yeah, and I think though, but it's very cool for a kid to just oh, it, and it's, it, and it's definitely one of those you better hope. You get a car that can putter along fast enough because if not, you're about to get rear-ended. If and you have about youngsters, to get whiplash. if you have youngsters, this is a must. Do. And it's definitely one that I said that would be a lot of fun to watch and everything else. So the next one here that opened up, uh, opening day in Disney World, Walt Disney World Railroad. Um, we are kind of biased to rail the rail railroads and trains where we are from and where the Fools Force yeah. is located. Uh, anytime there's a railroad or a train, we always like to ride it, see what it looks like. I will say this. Always do it if you can. If it's there at a station, just ride it for 15, 20 minutes. It's good. It's not great. The one at Disneyland, far superior. Yeah. We'll talk about that later because yeah. of the, uh, the theming, the show, the stuff that they do at Disneyland as opposed to Disney World. But, again, it's always cool just to ride. To, yeah. us, to us, like I said, we're biased. It's always cool for us to basically just ride a train and ride around the park. And once again, it's one of the iconic things. Walt was a huge train guy. Uh, the other thing is, it's a good relaxing ride. And kids uh, can relax. And, and kids yeah. can ride it. And it's, you can get to the other side of the park quick. If you don't want to get to the other side of the park and you're tired, hey, let's ride the train. All right. And then the last one, and we're going to finish opening day today. So we're finally getting done with opening day as far as everything else. Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Um, this is one of those that went through a, a really only two changes since it opened back in 73 um, and everything else. You know, it's kind of stayed the norm. And then there was one point, what was it, back in the uh, early 90s where it went through a little bit of a change under new management where they brought in uh, Zazu and they brought in Iago from the Aladdin and the Lion King. 
And a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was an interesting way to update it. I thought it was pretty good. You had Don Rickles I, and Phil Hartman for the lead-in intro show that I thought was pretty cool. I thought a lot of people don't like the idea of tying in movies to everything. And some stuff I get it. But I thought it was pretty interesting as far well, as all and, that. And they kept a lot of, of the original, the original songs. Yeah. stuff. They just had them coming in in between stuff of, where uh, Pierre was doing, uh, you yeah. know, would introduce the next song or talk about the next song, they would be in there bantering back and forth about that. But this is one of those, and we're going to split this story because we all, I'm sure we both are thinking about <laughs> the exact same story on this. So if you've never done the Enchanted Tiki Room, guys, basically you go in, they cue you in, and you've watched a little intro with the birds and the little waterfall, and you sing for about 15 minutes, and then you go in. It's basically a theater in the round. Uh, kind of a square, actually, and you're in a hut, and you've got four sides, seats. four sides of these bleacher seats. So this is one of those rides that people don't realize what it is, and they think it's a ride. They think it's like Indiana Jones or some kind of yeah. Polynesian ride. Rather being a like, show, they like think a, you're, yeah. it's like a log flume, or I don't know what they're thinking it is. But we go in there one time, and I, it was back in the 90s and everything else, and we're trying to sit down and trying to get in a corner, and we kind of know where everything is. Well, we, And this is one thing we're going to talk about a lot. It, with all these stories, each place has its own, you know, handicapped, disabled section, all these other different kinds of things where they put people, usually in these kind of shows, they put you in the front, in a corner. At the end of the aisle. Where you can get out without too much traffic and you're not yeah. being crowded, you're not being all this. But we sit down on this one time and we see all these wheelchairs and all this other different kinds of stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, we're filing in and we're sitting down and we're getting cooled off and relaxed. And all of a sudden, we just start seeing... Uh, all these people sit down in these wheelchairs getting pushed, and all of a sudden we just hear this puttering of and we look, and I don't even know. Uh, I, he was a war veteran. I think I don't even remember what it well, was. It might have been Korea. Backing up just a little bit. Yeah. When you're in the pre-show out front, you have to wait in the queue, and he's driving his rascal. Now, what we figured out while we were watching him out front, the same guy was, he'd probably never driven a rascal before. No. I, I think the family made him, and you know, a lot of these guys like this, and we had we had one in our family, refused to ride they one don't, of these. They prob- don't want to be prob- seen. They don't want to be seen. It's like giving in. Than, yeah. And I understand that. But I think they probably said, Uncle Bill, you're going to ride this rascal. Yeah. Well, Uncle Bill couldn't figure out how to make, you know, he, he'd put it in reverse when he wanted to go forward. He, he didn't know when to stop. They're yelling at him. He kind of got to the point, if you've seen the scene in Austin Powers, where he was inking his way yeah, back yeah, and forth back and, and forth. got stuck in yeah, the queue yeah, yeah, to get into it. So anyway, that's that's kind of leading up to what we're getting ready to tell you happens next. So we go in, like Matt said, we, we, we're, we're, we're sitting there and we're, we're, on the, we're actually on the first row. Yeah. Uh, so there's an aisleway all the way, and it's a wide aisle, all the way where you come in on one side, and then it goes all the way to the other side of the building. So go ahead. And so as Papa Fool was basically saying, we get to that one aisle, and all of a sudden, we got about two or three wheelchairs that are sitting, and all of a sudden, we hear one come through, and it's, you know, the guy, like we said, just names Uncle Bill or whatever you want to call him. And all of a sudden, we're thinking he's going to come puttering along. And they're going to stop him and they're say, gonna park, stop him and say park, park here. here. Well, they, they signaled him, and they told him, hey, stop here. He said, nope, not having it. And he just decided he was going to put it full bore, full throttle, as loud as he could. And he just went right through. And sure enough, right after he went through, there's about one other, two other rascals that went right Follow by him. Following him like some kind of bad biker gang. Out the exit. Out straight out through the exit. Had no interest in stopping. <laughs> now, what was funny is 
that we noticed when the thing started is that some of his family members were still sitting in there, and as soon as he drove through, they were waiting, and the doors were closed, and all of a sudden they looked, they went, oh, crap, Uncle Bill's not with us, and they had to run out right before the doors slammed on their fingers and on their heads. And so to this day, even if we go to this, we expect just somebody, and we're not talking like I said. It wasn't like a putter when you're in a crowd. Oh, he, he was, was as fast as he could. Yeah. And he was almost catching air over the bumps. And it's just like literally you're just watching going, what's happening here? And he just decided to go all the way through. And still to this day, which is going, well, he obviously didn't much care about the yeah, tiki room. The tiki room and was not, not going to be his. Wasn't on his nope, list nope. as far as everything else that he not wanted his to huckleberry. do. So... That's where we're going to kind of stop today, guys, as far as the Disney Chronicles and finishing off our stories for this week. Uh, we've gotten through opening day, so yeah. now we're going to start hitting in uh, new updated attractions, different kinds of things that are out there uh, when we get through it in other different areas as well. Uh, so we'll talk more about those guys. Again, we hope you guys have enjoyed it. Please check us out on Twitter at TBFOOLS, on Instagram at the same handle, uh, on anchor.fm for the Backwards Fools, Spotify, iTunes, Podcast One. Like I always say, anything that gets a podcast, you guys can uh, catch us on there. Uh, again, we hope you guys have enjoyed it this week, what we've been laying out a dose of. From us here in the Fool's Forest at the at the base of Ignorant Ridge and Viking and Valley. As always, this is the original Fool. Papa Fool. Coming to you guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Stay Catch, safe stay out there. Stay safe. Catch you on the flip side and talk to you next time.